Hello, hello, hello. Well, what up, what up, what up, what it do? This is the Barbarian Princess. And this is Phenom in the Red Eye Report. How's everybody doing? Amazing. How are you doing? Oh, I can't complain in this new year. It's um, What I like to tell people at home is every day is a blessing. So, you know, I just want to say it's a blessing. And um, I'm happy. And I want to tell people, you have to... Uh, you have to find your own happy place. Right. Amen. Come on. I see um the barbarian princess. It seems um you changed your name up. Come on, look at that. Already. Well, that's actually my my alias for my fighting. Okay. Now um, so have you been in the new year? I haven't talked to you in this new year. How's your new year been? It's been good so far. I just got a promotion at work and actually waiting on Dana White in the UFC to talk to me and uh, my business partners about merging some kind of contract. Well, here's two things. Um, congratulations on the promotion and congratulations on the talks with Dana White. It's funny because <clears throat> you said it. I don't know if you saw that video that went viral a couple of um last month with the um the girl that was working in Best Buy and she stopped the dude from stealing the speaker. And um uh, and it was messed up though because she stopped the dude from stealing the speaker. Best Buy let her go. Dana White saw her and everything and said he gonna fly her out to the McConnor fight and might even try to sign her to the UFC. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. You know what I'm saying? But look, though, you need employees like that. That's, I mean, because she really, I mean, she was uh, football, football tackling that dude. Um, straight up. Samoan. <laughs> no, straight up Samoan style. Like, 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 like if she could have been a linebacker, she was pushing him back with her shoulders. She had the broad shoulders and everything, y'all. And she was just pushing him back. And, and she stopped him by herself. And then a dude. Uh, had to be I got to look at that video. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Just put um when you type it in, just put um Best Buy employee stop shoplifting, and you'll see it. She's a beast for it. Uh, let me just say, well, I know that's exciting for you. So you still. So now let me let me make sure. Let's get this straight. So are you going back into training now, or are you still been in training? Oh, I, I never stopped training. I never stopped training. I understand that. So uh, I mean the the last two or three days, like um we just lost somebody in the family, so. I took some time off, and then last night I was like fighting a fever, and I was having like cold sweats all night. Oh, can I tell you something? Well, I had that same. Nope, I had that same thing going on last night. Boy, I was under the cover. I was shivering. I didn't know what was going on. Boy, that's exactly what I was going through. Boy, it was crazy. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah, and let me tell you something. I'm scared of the hospital, so. Boy, I just, uh, so I was like, boy, I had to start praying and start meditating and let that thing, and thank God that I feel much better today. Now, I'm going to ask for the people at home that might not know, as we freestyle here on Thursday, um, can you tell us a little bit about what, what the training involves to get prepared for a fight? Uh, for me, I would like to know. I don't know about the people at home, but I know I would like to know. Well. So they would, too, because it's insightful. It's very intense. So first of all, you want to have like, um, you want to start off having, you know, some either some striking or like jujitsu or wrestling background. So start off with that. Okay. And then work your way up to the boxing and the striking. Like try to focus on that more because the place you don't want to be when you're in MMA is on the ground. That's a place you don't want to be at because I've seen some pretty nasty things happen. And even in my first fight, that's what that's what worked against me was me being on the on the ground. And in jiu-jitsu, I'm so used to being on the ground. And that actually worked against me, you know. That ground pound is something serious, boy. It can knock some, I've seen people get knocked out from that ground pound when they mount you and just start hitting you with them straight forearms and elbows. You got the red. Now, let me ask you this. When it comes to conditioning, can condition like because you know people be taking some uh, I mean some powerful blows, uh, high impact head kicks to the head. 
is there any conditioning that helps you brace for that, or is that it is what it is? You just got hit. You should have blocked. Well, the thing, the thing with the with the hitting and uh, suffering those damaging hits is because a lot of times these fighters they lose weight from their normal weight to fight. So a lot of them they don't like to admit it, but they're weak when they go out there because they did these extreme weight cuts. Like oh, okay. my, my first ever uh, commission fight, which was scratched, I did an intense weight cut of twenty pounds. I lost 20 pounds in like one week <clears throat> and I was so weak by the time I got to my, um, to my weigh-in. And then just knowing that I was like one pound over it, I, I broke down crying because I was like, I did all this work for what? For what? One thing that, that worked against me too, with being a woman for my females out there, I got on my cycle. So half of the fighters in the room, we were on our cycle because of the stress. It wasn't even mm. the time to get it, you know? It's just mm. stress. We go through a lot of um, emotions. We cry. We get mm. angry. We, we lash out on people around us. Mm. Yeah, so with the, with the hitting, um, a lot of it is extreme weight cuts. And, and that's what makes them weak. That's what knocks them out. It's because they're, doing, they're going into the sauna they're doing these dehydrations 24 hours before in these weight cuts. So by the time they get in there and when they get hit, now, boom, it knocks you out. Because your body, you know, you're, you're like kind of like in a trance. I understand that. And, that, and that's, what's up. And that's so is that healthy is what you're saying? Or is that it's not that's healthy. just a big goal? It's not healthy. I understand. I understand. So you have to like maintain the weight for a couple of months. Like mm. I, so I'm a featherweight fighter. I originally started fighting at a 145 bracket. Okay. For this fight, they wanted to put me to a 125 fight, mm. which, was, which the the weight was changed like two or three months before the fight. You know, because they they had me at a 135 bracket, and then they were like, last minute they called me and they were like, okay, well you're gonna fight at 125 because the other girl, she's she's around 125 pounds. And I was, so like, okay. I was like, okay, whatever, fuck it. Because I thought that I could do it. Because we asked the coach, we're like, do you think it's possible for me to make it to 125? And they're like, yeah, 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 it can be done. No. <laughs> That's what I was wondering about that. Because, see, when you, you're 140, and they say that means you got to lose 15 pounds. So, that and, that and this is a quick loss. So, you're cutting muscle mass and right. tone to achieve this lower weight, right? Right, I'm cutting a lot of muscle mass. That's the that's the main issue, you know. And, and now that I'm back on my weight, yes, I fight at 145. But you have to remember, I walk around 155, 160 on a regular day. Okay, okay. Right. Mm. It's not until recently that I started changing my diet and eating leaner, so now I can maintain between 135 and 140. Now I'm maintaining my weight. The thing is, you have to maintain your weight. A lot of these fighters are like, oh, I want to get a belt in a lower... I already got the belt in featherweight, so now I'm going to go to Bantamweight and fight at 125. Yeah. They go in there and they get their ass beat. They're like, oh my god, I don't feel good. Right. There's even been, been fighters that they died recently. I don't know if you saw the UFC fighter that died recently. I did not see that. Um, what happened to him? I think it was a female. She uh basically got knocked out. Um, then suffered trauma from the hit or whatever, you know, when she right. hit and then she, she went home or to the hospital or something and she died. And prior to that, there was another girl who, who passed away and there was a kid in Thailand who was on his, like, I think his like 25th Muay Thai fight or something like that. And right. he, he died instantly with the first blow. Hey, no, no, no. I got to ask because. This is full contact, and there is when you go into this, there is a pro possibility that you could get killed doing this yes. profession. Um, exactly. was there insurance in case that happens? How does the if that happens, what is, is the family taking care of? Or was that something that the individual fighter has to work out? No, the individual has to work it out. Like for me, I have life insurance, so okay? Nobody's covering me, I mean, nobody's covering me. I don't have a contract with anybody, I'm pretty much a free agent, I can do what I want when I want. Right. So I went ahead and, and I talked to a lady about life insurance. Right. So I have my life insurance and I have 
whatever, my pension from work and stuff like that. So, but you um also for the people who just give me insight, not the, the, the just a just a, a round figure like for av- for amateur fighter, what we looking at maybe two thousand, five thousand. You ain't got no name. If you got a name, maybe six, seven thousand. How does the pay go when you starting off? So let's say you sell all tickets. Okay, let's okay. say let's say you you get like what. Maybe you get 10 tickets that are like 30 bucks. That's what. Mm-hmm. 3,000. Plus, you're doing your VIP tickets. If you sell, if you sell just your $30 tickets, you're making 3,000 alone. If you Come on VIP, now. If you sell VIP tickets now, you're making. And then if you win, you get a bonus. Nice. So it's nice. like people are like, people are like, oh, you're an amateur fighter. What a joke. I'm like, uh, no, I get money. And I was getting money off um, a CBD company that was sponsoring me. So and let me I just say, like, I don't know how they figure that because you amateur, you not getting no money. There's so many opportunities to, to, to generate revenue from what you're doing. Like you said, from sponsoring. Then the fact, like you said, then it's all about how hungry the individual is as well as far as getting out there selling your tickets. Because this is benefiting you. This is, you know, it's all about what we're trying to, I tell people that you know, it's funny as we've always talked about how a person will give you so much praise when you say you got a new job or you got a promotion, but when you tell them you about to open a business, they go deaf on you. Or you're your own boss, they go deaf on you. And that's messed up in this world that we're in that we respect being an employee instead of being the boss. That's true. That's true. And that's what separates me from a lot of the fighters in California is that I'm independent and nobody runs me. That's the issue that I've come across with a lot of the, like a lot of the other fighters and like people that basically run things. They will, they have basically blackballed me in certain things. Like this one individual group, right? They try to blackball me, but you can't because guess what? I'm a female. There's a shortage of females, right? Because they say they want to fight, but when it comes down time to fight game, everybody backs out or drops out of the card because they're all scared they know they could possibly potentially lose their lives they know what time it is right right the thing is i'm i'm high in demand so even even if i don't win because people try to say like oh they didn't win they didn't do that it doesn't matter i'm still getting paid at the end of the day so what are you really saying you see what What are you really saying because i mean i was paying two thousand dollars a month for a room alone in California, just my room, and I and it was shared. It was a shared home for a bedroom, Damn. and that doesn't include that doesn't include my utilities and everything else that I had to pay. And I just want to tell the people at home. I hope people at home that y'all heard what she just said. Two thousand dollars sharing. That's sharing. That's serious. This right. is America. It don't make no sense. Right. Come on. And um, that's one of my big sticking points in America right now. This shit is astronomical. But at the same time, your profession can generate good numbers. Like, what is your goal now? Because I got sidetracked because, you know me, I'm a talker, and I ask 80 questions at the Red Eye Report because we report on shit. Come on now. So my question to you now is, are you – what is your – do you – do you um, are you a striker or are you a person that – um, technique? Are you technical with it? Get them down to the mat. What's your preferred style when it comes to it? You want to knock them out fast? You got a you got a kick that won't quit. What's good? To be honest with you, when I first started, um, I thought it was about taking them down to the mat, and I learned that backfired on me. So I've been okay. I've been focusing on my striking more. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing now. But as far as people know, what people know me from because I have medals in it is jujitsu. That's what people mm-hmm. know me for. But my fighting style has changed drastically within the past year. So they're not even prepared for what's coming. So basically, you're good when it comes to wrist locks, flipping the nigga over. You can get them. You don't play with the mat, but you can, you're good at getting a person they back on the mat. Right. Come on. Come on now. Now, what was your problem with the ground game? It was that you weren't ready. Because, look. Let me tell you, I played the UFC um, video games, and 
let me tell you something. That um, when you get that ground game, it's real complicated. Let me just say that all the way you can switch and twist it. You got to be, oh, yeah. and I'm yeah. just playing the video game. I can only imagine how it is in real life. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. My my head just wasn't there. Like I said, before I even, ste- before I even stepped in the cage, I felt defeated. And I know I'm so much better than that. And I know I can do so much more. There were so many things I thought of that I could have done while I was down on the floor. But I, it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't, nothing could click in my mind at that moment. I was just mm. like, damn, if she gets her head out of this headlock, because I had her headlock for like a good 45 seconds. I was like, if she gets out of this headlock, it's over for me. She's going to do the ground and pound, you know, that's all I was thinking. And, and, and I didn't think about technique. I didn't think about anything. And then the coach that I had cornering me, he wasn't even yelling anything at me, like no commands, nothing. I was just looking over at him like, are you going to tell me something? And it's like, I already knew what to do. I had to execute and I didn't execute and I didn't deliver. So that's, that's 110%, you know, my fault. Right, right. Well, what have you done to improve yourself since then? Have you taken some fight here recently or will upcoming this fight that y'all negotiating right now? Is this going to be your first fight of 2020? How's that? Well, yeah, so I'm getting ready for a fight in 2020. It's going to be my first uh, state title. I'm going for the state title in uh, in New York in my hometown, you know. So this is going to be interesting, and I'll be happy if I, you know, bring it home to my family. Because in the beginning, my family didn't support me at all. They're like, why are you you in California? This is a waste of your time. Why are you doing that jiu-jitsu stuff? All you're doing is wasting money. And uh, finally, I got them on board. <laughs> so it took a while, but I finally got them on board. Amen to that. And what we uh, that look, man, that's a big accomplishment. So who's this person you're gonna be fighting? Is how what it? Um, because I'm pretty sure, as I say this to you, you just studied up on your opponent, right? Um, I I usually uh don't find out till like a month or two before the fight. Okay. Obviously, yeah, I am going to look at their social media, but I try not to worry too much about it. I try to focus on what I'm doing. Because if I worry worry too much about what they're doing, it's going to throw me off track and I'm going to be like, oh, she's better than me or whatever, you know? No, no, no. We can't think like that. I know that's right. Now, this person, they already got the belt or is this going to be one of them fights where whoever wins gets the belt? Oh, no. Yeah, it's whoever wins gets the belt. So it'll be like a newbie. You know, it'll be like a new person that's never had, like, fights before. That's who they're going to set me up with. Well, you know, I, I look, we proud of proud of you here at the Red Eye Report, and we know you're going to do good. But first of all, we're going to say to you, make sure to, that you study your technique. Of course. And that you practice your formation. And, you know, my best advice to you, because I could understand what happened when you got out there, in that first fight, you drew a blank, and you right. just, you know what I'm saying? But if I give you one bit of advice, when you out there, just think about whatever your happy place is. So if that's a piece of cake, put whatever your happy place is, because all <laughs> you cruise control. Trust me on that. You, If you think, yo, I'm on a beach, well, every time she try to strike you, you're going to be so in the zone of that, that you're going to be reacting without reacting is what I'm saying, you know, because um, the worst thing, like you said, is to go in there and they start hitting you and then you lose your whole fight plan. And next thing you know, you improvising when you should have been executed. Right. Come I on. got you. Mm. That's a um, beautiful thing. See, I like, um, I like wrestling. You know, I've been a big wrestler. I know people be like, wrestling is fake. I've been a big wrestler no, no, fan. No, no, wrestling is not fake. I actually, I actually auditioned for the WWE this past year, so there's a lot of it that's not fake. Hell <laughs> yeah, it's not fake. Suplex, you ain't going to be saying that. Well, let me tell you something. I had ambitions at one point in life to be a wrestler, and I actually went to a wrestling school briefly, and let me tell you something. Their moves hurt. Yep. That ain't no joke. Yep. And uh, I can really put you in a chicken wing and I can make you pee on yourself. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Word up. And I'm going to tell you, first of all, to the people that do wrestle, that is a physically demanding sport. And I 
want to tell them, well, what happened with your turnout, with your trial at the WWE? Because they were going to send you to the Performance Center. What's up with it? So they were supposed to give me a call back, but um, something happened where they fired the casting director. So that had nothing to do with me. But I def- I'm definitely going to go back. Um, not for them, but there's a, a different um, event that I want to go to for the UFC. Right. Um, but I have to have, like, at least two pro fights before I even join, you know. I right, got you, got you, got you. So this fight is coming up. I don't, don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. That's what we're going to say. You know, I'm talking about uh, with this fight coming up, would that be, is this a sanctioned fight or is this, so this will be counted towards your professional career or is this yeah, still counted towards? This is going to count towards my professional career. This is going to be my first uh, mm. sanctioned match. Nice. Now, when you got to get sanctioned and stuff, is it the same thing for regular boxing? Do they test you for drugs, steroids, and all those type of things? Yes, if you're doing pro, they do test you. And also, I'm part of USA Boxing, so I'm being groomed right now, like I said, um, to work with the Olympics. I'm going uh, July to, to Tokyo, the 2020 <clears throat> Olympics. So I'm going to go check it out, support my team, and see what happens, you know. Oh, that's going to be very nice. Oh, man, the Red Eye Report, look forward to that, because I know you're going to do your podcast from there. That's going to be wonderful. I mean, that's going to be very nice. Come on. And that, you said that's the summer. Mm. Oh, yes, the summer. I think it's going to be cold over there. Now, what do you have to do to make that? Have you already made the team? Or are you still trying not to get on the team? What, how does that go? No, I'm not. So I'm not... Um, competing on the boxing team i'm okay i'm going to support them but next year i will i will be competing for it because my time is run out so the last day to finish the olympic trials already passed so okay so tomorrow they'll be in in bulgaria you know Mm. but i i will be with them because i'm part of usa boxing it's we're just affiliated amen and and, and, you know what the beautiful thing about that because a lot of people don't think when you do um, the Olympics and stuff, they don't think you make money from that. Now, I, I had an mm-hmm. argument years ago with a person. And I was trying to tell them, you made hella good money. Hell yeah. yeah. And they pay for everything. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on now. And my daughter's going to do gymnastics next year. If she gets paid, that's on her. She'll be 12 years old getting paid. You know, do some flips. For some flips. Come on now. I mean, that is a very... I don't know why people think. See, in this world, <laughs> we have people thinking shit. That I want to tell the people at home first off. There's several ways that you can make money and get a residual income, and you can be creative. There's the traditional ways, and there's the non-traditional ways. Don't let a person tell you whatever you're trying to do won't make you no money. Because if you put the manpower into it, you can prove them wrong. And it ain't about proving them wrong. But you can make a um, a worthwhile living doing anything you put your heart into. Come on, you know. And I'm a firm believer in that. I also like to tell people that, uh, well, well, now let me ask you, because I don't like to take, I, you know, I ask 40 questions, but I don't want to just make it seem like this is a question me ask type of situation, but what I want to say to him is, um, what is your ultimate goal as far as, um, all right, so is your ultimate goal to be in the UFC? Is your ultimate goal to, how long do you see yourself doing it, doing this particular profession? For the next couple of years, the ultimate goal is not to be in the UFC. I eventually want to open up my own sports restaurant. You know, Ooh, I, nice. I have enough connections and um, I'm actually a cook on the regular. Oh. That's what I do on the regular. I've been in food service for over 12 years and I started off working through the Orlando Magic, running their food stands and stuff. You know, I was okay. I, worked, I worked their retail and I worked um, their food stands as well as, you know, like Miami Marlins. I worked for them. I worked for a lot of, you know, sports teams. I know people in ESPN and, and mm-hmm. Fox Sports. So that's like I want to get more into like the business aspect of it. And working with this new um, women's MMA, you know, company, that's um, right. we're basically 
making a way for women and I want to just do humanitarian efforts that's that's why I fight because there's a huge homelessness problem in California and that's the place where you know my dreams came true in California and I went to Mexico to to Tijuana Mexico and the living conditions there are just insane like you see four-year-old children working at the border you know to to help their parents pay the cartels or to pay their bills you know it's just I was just like wow like I was so hey, I'm wild too let me tell you something I be wild too because I seen those documents docu- documentaries on those type of things and let me tell people you actually have to go look look the information is there you just have to go look for it. and like she was saying that four-year-olds I'm telling you it's serious man and in California Yo, that whole homeless situation. I mean, and you know, the thing that um, a lot of people don't know is they give their homeless a check every month. Yeah. But it's still not enough. And it's not enough. That, that's what I'm telling them. They give them money, y'all. And it's still not enough to live and in a place to stay because the, 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 the housing market, the apartment market, it's outrageous. It is. And you basically need like seven people to live in a two bedroom to afford it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a and not just in California, but other places, even my city, where a two bedroom is costing you twelve fifty, eleven fifty, a one bedroom nine fifty. And this is, is ridiculous because this would all make sense, y'all, to anybody. This would all make sense if minimum wage has increased. And minimum wage for the feds has not increased in like 10 years. So how's everything else increasing but minimum wage? And I don't know how them government workers make it on 725. You know what I'm saying? The same people that Trump, you know, um, cut they pay for four months. I know on some extent they were happy because they got that back money, which was a lot. You know, but at the same time, I know it was hard for them those first three months or no month. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what it's like. I've made minimum wage. Thank God I didn't got beyond that. But I'm just telling you, it's real hard out here. You know, if you ain't getting but um, 1100 $1, a month, it's going to make it difficult. You're going to need some help. Right, right, exactly. And I just couldn't imagine living off of what I used to make back in the day. When I first started working, I was making like four something an hour. So I just can't imagine living off something like that. Or even when I lived in Florida, the minimum wage was and still is like eight or nine dollars an hour. So I can't imagine living off that. I I think I'd go crazy. I'd be like, well, see, that's what a lot of problem with. If you notice, that's why people are angry. If you notice, the people that are angry are the people that are making under $10. And they've got every right to be angry and mad. Of course. Because I do things by the hour. So, for example, what I mean by this is before go to work for two hours, and if milk costs $5, that means one hour it took to do that. Or as I like to say, you go to these restaurants, and it costs you $15 to eat. Well, hell, it took you three hours to get that. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Come on. When things cost more, like, you got to take a whole day's pay to go do this shit. You know what I'm saying? I done tell these people, I done did minimum wage. Fucked. Man, I done worked at the fair. You know what I'm saying? I done worked at temp services. And so I'm not going to tell you, I know from experience that it is difficult as hell to make it on 725. Hell, Make it on ten fifty. Shit, you really need fourteen dollars and fifty cent to even feel comfortable right now. And I'm lying. That's being that's being that's being generous. But you really need about sixteen or better to actually be able to pay your bills and to have some money left over to do some extra with. Because at the end of the day, I look, you know, as we switch the subjects here. Uh, princess, I just want to ask you, like, because you on the front line, too, and you see it with you wanting to do this humanitarian work. Mm-hmm. You see how this world is, like, I was, we and Mrs. was at the store earlier, and we were in uh, uh, Target, and I was laughing at how much the Valentine's Day candy is now. 
and everything. And I was like, yo, this shit serious. It seems like they want you to window shop. They don't want you to buy shit no more. Just look at this shit. Put this on your list. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's bad when you putting household items on your wish list. A wish list is supposed to be for some shit like um, uh, a microwave. I want a Pyrrhic machine. You shouldn't be putting a, a frying pan on your wish list. And this is all joke. But if we don't start um, rearranging what we doing over here, these things that we talking about ain't gonna be jokes. How you feel on that, princess? Like you know, because I'm just saying, like it's, it's so serious out here right now, man. Yeah, I just, I just feel like as a collective, we need to just go back to the way it used to be back in the day, like where we have like several people in the family, you know, and just support one another because that's the only way we're really gonna make it for you know the ones that can't survive. Because I, I see so many families and they're like. Well, you're on your own. You're an adult. And why aren't you? No, this is we are living in a different time than back in the days when gas was like a dollar and you could buy Come everything on. for a dollar. We're living in a totally different time. And me, totally me different I, time. Eat, I eat healthy and it costs money to eat healthy. Oh, girl, as soon as you said the word you eat healthy. That's economical. Look, I, I'm, I'm with you on eating healthy. And what I found is eating healthy, you know, it's to eat, what's the words up? To eat shit that ain't good for you is cheap as hell. Right. Come on. You know, they got all that cheap, bad food for you, but the good food that is healthy for you, it is very expensive. And it does, and I'm not saying it like this, but it is priced out of some people's reach. You know? And like I tell y'all, I, and I loved McDonald's when I was a, a kid. <laughs> I know. And I do um, shameless plugs here on the Red Eye Report. But let me just tell you, I have to be honest with you. I'm not really fond of McDonald's like I used to be as a I'm kid. I don't find the food is appealing to me. And I go, and let me just say, Princess, you see this too when you out there riding by McDonald's. They always got a line stretched. Like mm-hmm. everybody, they almost love McDonald's, and it's just like they love McDonald's more than they do Burger King. And I just be like, out of the restaurants and everything, you know. First of all, I can only eat a cheeseburger from McDonald's and actually get full. Like if I try to eat like one of their premium burgers, a Big Mac or something like that, I don't never be full, and my stomach hurt after. So the only thing I go there and I get, I eat a cheeseburger, maybe get a small fry or a breakfast sandwich. But even then, they my last choice restaurant. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, man, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it like that, but they are, yo, because I'm big on salads, though. See, I'm a very big salad person. I love me a salad. I can eat salad every day. And um, I'm trying to get more of my greens in, my vegetables, my fruits. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's really difficult to eat off the food chart if the way you're supposed to with the grains, the wheat. How do you do it as a as a fighter? What 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 is your type? Of, what is your diet consist of? Let me make jokes here. You eating a lot of oats, nuts, and raisins, <laughs> baby squirrel style. Well, uh, raisins is uh, accurate, uh, but I eat mostly broccoli because I I love to eat broccoli it doesn't matter if it's like cooked or raw i eat a lot of broccoli a lot, a lot of kale come on um you know the small amounts of carbs if i am going to eat carbs i eat it around the workout okay like so and then I, i'm allowed one cheat meal per day nice cuz i used to do i used to do cheat days and uh no you don't want to do that when you're uh, getting ready for anything athletic. <laughs> Got, you. Got you. Come on you don't now. Be that guy in the gym throwing up. <laughs> Come on now. No, hell no. Hell no. Now, when we talk about eating healthy, because well, I see you. Look at you. You got some good apple slices. That's a very good uh, uh, eating healthy. We were talking about how eating healthy is not is uh not cheap, and it's um very 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 uh like because look, I like chicken. Now, let me tell you what I did, y'all. I cut out red meat, y'all, here at the Red Hour Report. I cut out red meat. Yes, yes. So, basically, now I only eat red meat once a week and everything. So, I got one day where I only, or I would eat a burger 
or I will eat uh, maybe a steak or something like that. But other than that, the rest of the week, I'm either eating chicken, like I said, salad, or seafood. But what I found is the things that I just told you, seafood is expensive. It is. For it, it is. But very expensive. <clears throat> Hamburger's cheap. That's why I don't, you shouldn't eat, like I tell people, you shouldn't eat. I do uh, my iron. I do like uh, my um, beef um, liver. I do like that. Um, I used to eat, um, now I got to tell people, I cut out pork all together, but I'm old yes. school. I grew up with bacon, so I still eat bacon. But I, I don't eat bacon too, but I don't eat like other items. And I, I've always hated ham. Now, I don't like ham either. Uh, 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 I don't like the texture of it. Does that make sense? Um, the reason yeah, why, it makes why sense. I eat bacon is because I'm a cook, and I know that if you cook things to a certain temperature, you're good to go. That's why back in the Bible, in the biblical days, they couldn't eat the pork and they would get sick because they didn't cook it to a proper temperature. You see? To, to a proper temperature. Come on now. And, and, even, and I, let me tell you, I used to eat bacon. I could eat bacon every day, but I cut back on my bacon as well. Now, I don't eat that in moderation. I've just, um, what I've learned, too, is, though, let me tell y'all what I learned about not eating a lot of red meat. You don't feel sluggish. Right, right. Your bowel movement is more regulated. And um, increase your fiber intake, too, I would like to also say, too, because I did that as well. And um, that helped regulate me more as well. But it's nothing like being regulated. Red meat will clog you up. And let me tell you this. Don't t- don't believe what people um tell you where they tell you you should be a uh, a vegan, a straight no, vegetarian. No, no, I don't no, believe no. in that. Don't do that. Shit. We root. Come on now, we are meat eaters. You're a you're a, a human being. You're a mammal. You're a carnivore. You eat animals. You eat meat and you eat plants. That's what it is, and that's a well balanced. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I I tried that plant based food. I can't do it, man. It made me. It. It made me weak as fuck. Man. And then when I told my doctor and I told my doctor what they were putting me through, they were like, oh, no carbs and meat. She was like, they're going to fucking kill you, whoever put you on this diet. Come on. <laughs> Come on. They're going to kill you. No meat. That's what I'm saying. And let me, and, and to anybody that y'all love them, I remember six months ago, Impossible Burgers, Impossible Meat, they were the way. Look at it. Six months now, in the future, we ain't even talking about them like that. Why? Because they found out that the growth hormone in some of the Impossible Meat will give males breasts. What? Yes. So they're not trying to up-talk that as much anymore and everything. Man, so what I be saying, and then another... um person that deal with food, I can't think of the name of them, but they said that an impossible burger is no healthier than eating a regular meat. You see what I'm saying? Like, you might get more benefit from eating regular meat than eating an impossible burger. Now, I will say one thing, though. A falafel is very good, y'all, and that is a soy-based burger. Chickpea, excuse me. Chickpea burger. (laughs) I've actually tried that Impossible Burger. It tastes exactly like a um, Whopper. The only difference is I didn't feel heavy. The only difference, you didn't feel heavy. And it really, I was surprised that it tasted, I tasted it one time, I did. I was surprised that it did taste like a Whopper. But it it felt like it was missing something, though. You know how you... you, Like, when you got good at eating it, you would still say, to myself, this is being real... Uh, uh, I was saying to myself, damn, did I eat something? <laughs> you know, because it's real light. Like, you hadn't really ate and everything. But um, I love chicken. I'm really a big chicken person. Although they tell us that we should cut back on chicken, too. Shameful. Um, I, what I did, though, as far as cutting back, on, cutting back on chicken, though, what I did, I cut back on fried chicken because, you know, um, all people love fried chicken. You know what I'm talking about? Black, white, purple, green. People yeah. love to get fried chicken. But um, I got to start eating a little bit more baked chicken. And as I like to call it, naked chicken, where they still fry it, but they don't put no batter on it. <clears throat> and everything. <clears throat> and that's been pretty good. Pretty good uh, for everything. What do you recommend? So, what? It, so your, like you said, your diet consists of... Um, um, of um high broccoli, protein, 
yeah, yeah. Uh, broccoli, chicken, um, lots of fish, of course, like you said, lots of fish. Um, I do, I do the red meats during the weekend. I won't say just one day. I do them like two days, but I do like one cheat meal. I'll try to have a burger during the weekend. You know, the weekends are like my days because I don't really train as much during the weekends, so I'm good on the weekends. Well, see, that's why that's why I like to get my burger. I'll, I like to- I'll indulge in nasty stuff like Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Come on. That's what I like to eat my stuff. Yep, 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 yep. You got to have a balance, too. You got to enjoy life. You can't just, you know. Baby, tell me, people, again, the main thing we're saying is enjoy life, mm-hmm. boy. That, and what I'm saying is, look, man, there's several things that can kill you here. So you might as well just experience as much of these things as you can. And I ain't saying do things that's going to get you killed. But what I am saying is, who can kill you? Shit me. Uh, diving off of the side of a building can kill you. But, you know, we still got to be able to have fun out here. Right. Can't take that too serious. I know people that have ate healthy their whole life. As soon as they pull off their driveway, they get crashed and boom, their life is over. That actually happened to somebody I knew. So. Oh, man. that's, that's You got to enjoy your life. You got to enjoy your life. And I always want to tell people, my biggest thing for 2020, Barbarian, is can we people live their truths? I just be seeing too many people around me not living their damn truth. And I'm not talking about your, what your, your, per, um, whatever your preference is, truth. I'm talking about your truth in life. Hey, I'm a criminal. Well, be the best criminal you can be. Right. Well, I'm a professional. Be the best professional you can be. I am an ass. Well, be the best ass you can be. You see what I'm saying? But just don't be trying to be undercut and then you know what I'm saying because the worst thing I hate is an undercover ass you know what I'm saying look if you were up front I respect it because I know what I'm getting and I know what I'm working with I ain't gonna tell you I'm an up front ass but I will tell you that I'm brash so it is what it is but I know damn well I'm not an undercover ass because ain't nothing worse than a motherfucker pretending like they're not an ass when they really an ass you know what I'm saying right you can always tell who ass is come on yeah the energy, you know, and I'm a big on energy, y'all, here at the Red Eye Report. We big on energy, but if you mess with the green stuff every now and again, you'll understand that, yeah, you got to be a pretty, you doing that stuff, you ain't going to be a negative, uh, negative daddy. But then again, I do know some Debbie Downers, and I try to stay away from those type of people. <laughs> no, there's actually, um, so there's uh, one of the fighters that I know, that she's a female. Yeah, she's one, you know, she's one pretty often. And she just feels mm-hmm. like she can kind of be an asshole when she wants. And I'm just like, wow, that's not, I don't think that's how you should be. Like a lot of the, a lot of the female fighters who actually some of them are on the UFC and Bellator. I won't mention any names, you know, for privacy purposes, but if, right. you, if you, if you met them in person, just wow. One of them, her boyfriend even left her because She's like a straight up monster and she mis she mistreats her boyfriend the way she speaks to him. And that's what I mean about the going through the motion when you're doing the weight cuts, you take it on everybody. But I think that she's just like that because she's cocky. So she's like, Oh, he ain't gonna leave me, he ain't going nowhere. Oh look, that's just like uh they need uh, their truth. Not living their truth. I that's just yeah, I don't she know. She pretends like, Oh, I'm such a peaceful, I'm I'm a I'm a humanitarian and I'm like Okay, bitch. <laughs> oh, because that's like, uh, what's her name? Oh, the TNA right now, the female that just took, they just had that inner, um, the heavyweight, she be the dude for the heavyweight belt. What's her name? Trish, Trish Bachelor? I can't think of her name, but is that what you just said? Uh, the women now, the ex-wrestlers from TNA are coming out saying how she bullied them, how she was calling some of the black wrestlers the N-word, various, um, other things that she was doing and they were saying about how like when she's in the, in people's faces she's always screaming how she's so female and so pro-woman but if you are that how do you treat other women bad and that's what they were getting at like you know well I feel like every everybody uh, makes their mistakes like I had an opinion about a fighter before I had an opinion a public opinion and she basically tried to put me on blast for it. But what I said was actually true. And the girl, she doesn't want to live in that truth. And so basically what I said was that she only has one move. 
she does arm bars all the time. That's right. And like, I could say six of her fights, she won them all by arm bar. So she tried that bullshit when she went pro and the girl flipped it and reversed it on her. And then the other girl ended up winning. And she tried the arm bar with me too, but I was waiting for it. I knew it was coming and she couldn't do that shit with me. Tell her again, she couldn't do that shit with me because I studied my opponent. Exactly. Again, she only got one move. <laughs> Come yeah, on. Yeah, she only has one move. And, and listen, I wasn't the one who said that. The promoters told me that about her. That's how I knew. And then when I looked at all her videos on her Instagram, I was like, yeah, she does have only one move. And the only reason I went to go study her on her page was because she sent her best friend to spy on my page. Oh, there they go. There they go. Boy, I promise you, you know this shit beside it like battle rap, though, when we talk about this, you know, the, the comparisons to battle rap are very much there. Studying your opponent, looking at them, you know, trying to get, you know, whatever advantage you can get on the other guy. You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't Come matter because at the end of the day, my my uh, main thing was not to win my first fight. I wasn't planning on winning my first fight. That wasn't my um intention my intention was to just get out there and make get your feet wet come on now and she was making fun she was actually making fun of that statement because i said i'm just trying to get my feet it's only eight o'clock let me tell you something i know i'm about to what what'd you say red eye i I know why you want to get your feet wet that's first that's getting whoops that's getting off the hump that's getting off the curve. That's getting my feet out there. Look, if I take this ass woman, if I don't, at least I can tell myself I got in that damn ring. I got in the octagon. I did my thing. You know what I'm saying? And once you get past that, win or lose, you good to go now. Shit. Exactly. Okay. They don't see like that opportunity. But I got like Come five on, more man. minutes, um, red eye, and then I have to go. Understand. Come on down. Well, look, though, this is how we go end it. Now look, well, first of all, let's end it like this. Where we gonna get? Where we gonna bring up another one together? When's the next time you gonna be available? Um, so the next time I'll be available, I'll be available Sunday. If you mm. want to call me Sunday anytime, well, not anytime, anytime between one p.m. and six p.m. on Sunday. That'd be perfect. Yeah. And then on that day, let's discuss uh goals of the week. Come on, for the people at home. So they already got something there that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about goals. Yes. Because uh, I find that in uh, in my my everyday surrounding, I don't find enough people with goals. And I feel like that's a, if you don't have a goal that you're trying to obtain, you're running around here sort of like a chicken with its head cut off. And it could be small goals. It could be long-term goals. But I feel you got to have some kind of goal. What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to go with this? Right. Mm. So that's going to be a very good topic. Well, Barbarian Princess, I enjoyed you tonight. Come on now. Thank um, you, Red Eye, for having me. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. And also, if we can talk about the impeachment. Let's get to this impeachment, man. Everybody's been this impeachment and, and how I find it amusing. I'm glad they're helping out the animals in Australia, but they've neglected the people of Puerto Rico. Oh, can I say this right here? Can we all, can we, before we go, because we do got a good five minutes, let's just, there's four things I want to home in on what you just said. One, they're trying to tell me only 26 people died in Australia, but half a million animals died. I can't believe that. It's got to be more people. Sorry. And I ain't trying to wish more people. I'm just saying, realistically, they're not keeping it real. And of course, what I don't understand is how all these people, famous people, we're able to raise money for Australia, but I ain't hear nobody raising no money for what's going to happen to Puerto Rico, and they were hit twice hard. But uh, no, you no, know, no, no. over the last ten days, Puerto Rico has had five hundred earthquakes. Come on, five hundred earthquakes. I said there has to be some kind of machine where they <laughs> where they're doing this shit. Like I don't know. They got a weather machine, so they got a weather That's what machine. They've been I'm saying. That's what they've been saying, but I, I can't I can't attest to that without any, you know, receipts. <clears throat> well, we'll have to talk about that on a whole nother report because that weather machine is real, the earthquake machine is real. Um some people speculate, you remember that um tsunami that happened in um 
damn where was where the black people be at? Damn it. Um Ethiopia. I don't know. It was someplace where they said the tsunami hit and they thinking it was man-made. Also, I want to point out too something that's going on in Russia. You know their president Putin, right? Yeah. He's changing their constitution. What? So that yes, so that the next president after him because he can't run for re-election, right? Mm-hmm. Basically doing he's amending their constitution so that basically the next president is basically pretty much powerless. Look, all their whole government resigned today, y'all. All of Russia's government resigned today so that he could do this. And basically what they're saying is he's going to still be basically a figurehead even without having the title. And that's just crazy. He's dangerous. He's a dangerous man. He's a dangerous man. That's what I'm telling you. And Donald Trump is best friends with that guy. And that means they think on the same wavelength. And if Donald Trump could do something like that, he would. That's why we have the Constitution. And I want to a friend, a good friend of mine pointed this out to me. And uh, I don't know, we've had this conversation about writing in cursive, right? And about um, writing in cursive. Can you, um, you can write in cursive still, right? Do you teach your children to write in cursive? Uh, they know how to write in cursive from school. But yeah, I can write in cursive. Right, because see here, the schools in my city don't teach cursive no more. What? Period. No. They do not. Why they don't is care. that? Is there, is there a big African-American population that they don't want to teach it? Uh, you know what? See, I'm about to tell you, here's the, here's the kicker. Because they say it's a lot of places they're not teaching it because you know if you can't write in cursive, then it most likely you can't read cursive. And there's two important documents that are written in cursive. Like the, the Bill of Rights Rights. and the Constitution. You see? And you just think, if they're not teaching people how to write in cursive, the young people, and how they going to be able to read in cursive? That means they won't be able to read the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. Come on. It's one of those. So we just have to make everybody just beware, be mindful, and just keep educating yourself. Come on. This is self-education. Right, red, red eye. That, um, it was nice We're going to end it on that. I'm, I'm going to get off the phone now. Um, because Already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a... Great talking to you, and I'll be looking forward to your call on Sunday. Already. This is the beat all. This is the Red Eye Report. I'm with the Barbarian Princess. Until Sunday, keep it slightly red.